The Koi Gig Pod. There's no way Arsenal would let her go. It's all kind of mind games going on, which is a lot of fun. Picked up more attention than any other actual transfer. Subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM. With Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. I'm delighted to say Sarah Dunham here with um, Sarah Cork. Cork GAA generally in the green um, after the performance from the hurlers. I looked at the score at half time and went, oh, this is interesting. Double scores, Limerick just rolling. And then at the end of the game, there was real bites, real fights, real quality. Yeah. And um, I mean, look, it's the league. We can't get carried away. But you're a Cork Hurling fan. You must be getting a bit carried away. I was in love with that second half every aspect of it <laughs> even from the Limerick point of view both teams went at it and Patrick Corgan spoke during the week about staying in the fight for as long as they could and the beauty of it was that they stayed in the fight till the 78 minute mm. that's what I loved about it, was, it, it when, you, when you say that during the week right and your double scores down at half time you have to back it up at the weekend I agree at half time I think they were able to reassess a couple of times last year and in the previous years Cork have come out of the traps been excellent against Kilkenny a couple of years ago in Croke Park Cork finally the All-Ireland they were heads and shoulders above Kilkenny Kilkenny came out in the second half and destroyed them right last year again against Galway started really well fell apart so this time around to see them go down and be able to come back I'd rather yeah, you want to be at the I'd end. I'd rather yeah. have them that way. Yeah. Better to be a second half team than the first half team. Yeah, absolutely. And look, the big things in the second half for me laid on um, Conor Callaghan, cornerback, and Kieran Joyce, centre back, and they're smothering Keane Lynch, right? Keane Lynch has nowhere to go. Love to see that. Jack Callan thumps uh, Darrow Donovan out over the sideline. They win the short sideline cut. Shane Kingston gets the score. They're the inches that Cork were winning the last night, and I love that. We had a big conversation, philosophical conversation about the importance of the league on Friday night and uh, I think last year's league probably ruined the league for everybody because at the end of it we're like, oh Waterford are really good and then they completely fell apart. But that's not that's not guaranteed. A good league doesn't mean that you're going to be bad in the championship, right? Like uh, Davy is in the papers talking about he wants competitive matches for his side at this stage um, and he said Michal who likewise, everybody's trying to find something in the league that they're going to be able to cling to and use as inspiration or form or partnerships. So um, I guess what I'm trying to say is that uh, some of this will actually matter at the end of the year. We'll be able to look back and go, that mattered, or these players came through. Like Limerick have trimmed their panel. That matters, you know. Stuff, decisions are being made by the management teams that would be the basis for what, at the end of the year, they look back and go, we set down patterns of behaviour, we set down the culture at this point, and the good teams will be able to carry that through. Yeah, but there's things that I saw on Saturday night that immediately I went, oh, that's different to mm. last year. So, Podrick Walsh, centre-back for Kilkenny. Cody had all but retired him. Like, you know, and now Derek Ling sees him as an option at centre-back because, obviously, he's great at holding structure. Luke Mead for Cork. Incredible performance Saturday night. Kingston had relegated him to the sideline for most of last year's championship. Pat Ryan's decided he's got something to offer. Declan Dalton was sitting two seats in front of me last year for the Galway game. Cork had no interest in him and he scores you know crucial goal for Cork Saturday night mm. new managers massive freshness loved Adam English the last night for Limerick um, really thought uh, Conor Coughlin's performance for Limerick real standout performance making really good decisions late on in the game Barry Murphy for Limerick the last day thought he was really good in the Dublin setup, a West Cork man playing midfield for Dublin uh, Chris O'Leary from my own parish in O'Shannon 
those things that's what the league does it highlights these players and that's what you're talking about and if you can build confidence if, if you give the manager confidence that you can perform now they'll back you to still be in the team and then look it's we know it's a bit of a different sport when the weather's good versus now at the moment and the pitches are very heavy but at the same time, like that's why this stuff matters. Yeah, well, look, if you look at Conor Lehan, it took him, what, 76 minutes to score <laughs> in the game Saturday night? What a touch. What a score to level the game. Uh, you know, that's why he's still on the field. That's why Pat Ryan still has him on the field, because he has that composure. Uh, that's the kind of thing that matters come April or May. There's a bit of a championship feel as well. I don't know if it's, if it's the attendances or the fact that these games are Saturday nights under lights, but there's something um, different down the home stretch. It feels like there's a lot on the line I know it's only a league game but like even but is it only a league game well it's not only it's but a it, career though it's a player's career true and there's, there's game, like it was even gamesmanship at half time Limerick I think took a significant amount of time to come out of the dressing room and Cork <laughs> standing there waiting for the, for the second half to start backfired a little bit uh, because Cork were brilliant in that second half as you say but there was, just, there was just an extra special feel about those games especially on Saturday night I, I think because of the social media now and the increased exposure that players have mm. every game is important to them that's why the league has become as important as the championship because as I said b- players are building their reputation week on week on week and that's why every player is looking to play his best regardless of the nature of the game even the Munster League had a bit of bite I kind of feel as well like we haven't quite settled into the new routine of the league and then the round robin happening really quick after it and then the championship you know exploding after that like uh, last year was the first year of it so people didn't really know what to do and now it was the first proper year of it post-Covid like and now I think uh, most managers will have their entire uh, periodization mapped out and that there's a possibility that some team comes and has a great league and just rides that momentum all the way through to All-Ireland quarterfinals, semi-finals and look then, you know, it's um, it's a different ball game but uh, I wouldn't be terribly surprised to see a team who we don't expect to make the semi-finals this year make it on the back of a good league. I agree. Um, I think though what the managers are looking for this year is depth because if you look at what happened to Wexford against Clare in last year's championship, they were in it had a couple of injuries, Roy O'Connor had to go off. They didn't have the players to come on. And I think the managers this year are very conscious that they need to find three or four players who can make the difference in a championship setting if you have those injuries. Because the games go come so quickly. Yeah. And I suppose the other thing is there's no real jeopardy if you're a top-tier team. It doesn't really matter if you're in the first tier or the second tier. There's no chance of you properly being relegated um, to meaningless and there's loads of competition in these games. So it, it, you can take risks yes. with, with certain players and... and you know, uh, we'd always talk about the rugby players or the footballers. Like uh, the rugby players, it's impossible to see if you if you make too many changes how good these players are going to be. Whereas if you pick the core of your team and then add in three or four, at least they're playing with top quality intercounty players as opposed to it being um, Walsh Cup teams. And that's what the I suppose what the managers are trying to do is to try and allow these new players to come in and have that experience because if you get a quality ball, that can give you a chance to have a quality score. If you look at Keanu Sullivan's goal the last day for Dublin, like what I was really impressed about with Dublin was their technical skills seem to have come on massively, like in massive catches. Just uh, an Owen O'Donnell and that full back, lads. What a warrior. If there was a transfer market, he'd be the lad that I'd be looking to get into Cork. I, I think he's a <laughs> phenomenal, phenomenal hurler. But that's that's what I was excited about at the weekend is just the improvement in, in the players and when you saw David Fitz he's like right I need to do something here he brings in Desi Hutchinson he brings in Ozzy Gleeson Dublin were a bit naive they thought Ozzy Gleeson was going to go for that late score to, to you mm-hmm. know um, level the game and he decides to go for a goal with Mikey Kiley that's, that's the beauty of the league is 
Ozzy was willing to try that. What do you think is um, the ceiling for this Waterford team at the moment? Like, are they straight away All Ireland contenders because of the quality of? Because this time last year we were saying they're absolutely All Ireland contenders. They're coming off the back of uh, a deep run. Now they've never had a deep run when there's been the. Sorry, they have had um, with the round robin, but it's been a long time. Um, is there a possibility that Davy can immediately make them a team who's going to be strong enough? deep enough to get out of the round robin and still be standing in All-Ireland quarter-final weekend? I think it's a discipline thing with that group. Um, it, it showed on Saturday. They they were fiery. You know, they had they made a couple of decisions which resulted in them going down to 13 men. We've seen that a couple of times last year. Discipline with Ozzy Gleeson, an incredible hurler, but you need to have him on the pitch. So Davy has to work on the discipline aspect as much as they're hurling, but there's no doubt Jamie Barron, Jack Prendergast, Desi Hutchinson, the pace that that team has, the way they play, the, the pace which they play at, really, really hard to combat that. Uh, so, are they all on a contenders? Or like? If you look at the game between Wexford and Galway, I would have said Waterford look like they're ahead of both of those teams. Mm. So, Galway got to an All-Ireland semi-final last year, pushed Limerick all the way. Waterford came up too early we'll say um, I, w- I would put Waterford ahead of Galway I know both of those teams <coughs> Wexford and Galway were missing like Galway were missing the St Thomas's contingent and the Cooney um, brothers as well but Wexford were also missing players but I mean if you're a Wexford fan given the amount of wides and I think they only scored twice from play in the second half you'd be really concerned of those two teams to be a Wexford supporter at the moment because they, they did look fairly abject it, it wasn't the shooting, and everyone was going about the shooting. They had 43% shooting yeah. um, conversion in the first half. My issue was their structure. Mm. They couldn't maintain their structure, so they, you couldn't tell who was playing midfield and who was playing half-back. That's my issue with some of the teams at the minute. Is You saw in the first half, Cork and Limerick, there were so many gaps, Cork couldn't figure out. Limerick were defending together, attacking together, pushing forward com- and coming back. Cork had to really figure out their structure to be able to close the gaps. Wexford couldn't do that Dublin did that really well against Waterford they they held their structure really well and that's what I was impressed about with Michael O'Donoghue obviously he's gone in and said first things first let's figure out how we close the gaps I thought um, last year in the league Dublin were great for a period and then had a really tricky game against Kilkenny and never seemed quite to recover the confidence from that over the course of the rest of the season and again that's one of the other reasons why if you take a shellacking on a day where you expect to do well it can damage and derail the rest of your season it feels like Michal Donoghue has enough nous and experience like he's a serious fella that um, I don't know you'd love to see Dublin being proper contenders and Michal Donoghue's hurling brain being the one that, that gets in there Well look I saw an Instagram post last week Liam Rush David Tracy and Chris Crummy out in Byron Bay right Michal Donoghue probably took on the job and didn't expect to lose such quality so for him to turn around and Saturday and get a draw against Waterford with players like Keen Boland, Alex Considine, Keno Sullivan, um, Chris O'Leary, the aforementioned Corkman, uh, Owen O'Donnell. There were some massive performances there, and these guys are only going to get better, you know. And they don't have that stigma of of the last number of years. Okay, so uh, Limerick obviously don't care what happens in this league, right? Because we know that they're an all-time great team and they have all-time great talent. And we'll see exactly who is in their championship panel when it's named for the first proper Munster Championship match. Uh, but after that, who's feeling confident and who's feeling good about life? I would say, realistically, Cork on the basis of Saturday night and beating Tip in the Munster League the way they did. Tip put up 232 at the weekend. I know we 
aren't necessarily going to cover it, but 232 is a big score. Mm. Clare hit 427 at the weekend. Every team is is motoring in the right direction. Uh, April 30th is Cork's first game against Waterford. Um, I would say there's six teams in contention right now. See, that's not very far away at all, is it? Like that's why nine weeks. Yeah, that's yeah. why I, I do wonder if it's that easy to like. Oh, it's just the league, and you know, I think yeah, I you have to see. I I think crucially here, lads, is before Christmas we were watching all the club games, right? And we had kind of four months of club, and now the league started the pace of it by comparison to the club <laughs> yeah. it's like a feast I was yeah. so excited at the weekend and I think that's why the, the numbers of people going to matches is so big even though also it's like yeah, but I think uh, I, I don't know the quality I, uh, the contrast in quality and that's no disrespect to the clubs it's just you're seeing professional versus club set up is, is, the, is the style of play with Kilkenny under Ling uh, carry on from Cody or is it entirely different <sighs> uh, looking at it on Saturday it, it was hard to tell like Antrim had a really good structure that's why they only lost by seven yeah. you know they, they they worked really hard to close the gaps so it'll be interesting to see how, how Kilkenny get on this weekend um, I think they're playing on Sunday yeah. alright Sarah good stuff thanks so many for joining us OTB AM with Gillette get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar 